You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching in Greenville online, I, have a, I need to tell you something. I have a statement that needs to be made. It has been happening all over the other states in the United States, and now it's kind of happening in South Carolina, and it's actually happening in here, and here's what it is. I want my life back. That's what I've been hearing all over, and so today we're going to find out how to do that, and what does that look like, and what we're going to do with this life thing. Uh, Jesus talked a lot about it. So the thing will be today, what does it look like for you when you say, I want my life back? So does that mean I'm really tired and I just want to do something different? Or is there a, was there a plan in the beginning and then we got knocked off by whatever COVID didn't help things? And so now we're finding a hard time to figure out how to get back to where we are. Now, one of the things that we're going to be doing this guy's name that wrote this book, Undistracted, is Bob Goff, but I call him Bob Goff because I like that. You understand what I'm saying? I really like that. So he wrote this book, and one of the things he is telling us, and I'm going to match this up with Scripture here in a minute, one of the things he's been telling us is that most of us are off course because of distractions, and so it's just the way it works for us. We start out really well. We even have a nice plan uh, and then we just kind of go to a place we don't want to go. And then you get to the, I want my life back. And what does that look like now? So does that mean I had a great life before I was doing what I was called to do, what I wanted to do with my life? There's some things that you really would like to do with your life. There's some things that you're really good at. But it seems like we never can get there. I, I've noticed this over and over. I've noticed it with me. Uh, because we don't really have a reference, reference point of where we need to go to. And this is really where Scripture comes in uh, when you're dealing with the writers of the Bible. They gave us some reference points. And we know this guy who was a son of God named Jesus Christ. He has some really good reference points on what we're trying to do today when it comes to being undistracted. And trying to find out, okay, I want my life back. Well, let's make sure we understand where we're going with that before we get there. Now, you can have it back. You're just going to have to do some things, and I think, um, I think the wishful thinking and having the right attitude, this is, this is strange, isn't it? So I'm going to have a positive attitude about this. I'm going to, my life is going to be better, and everything is going to work out, and, I'm going to, and I think this is really nice, I think even with, you, with plans. I think we even had a plan at one time that this is how we were going to do things. You remember? You had it all worked out. Remember the exercise program already is gone. It's gone. It's been gone, gone, gone. And so, so we had this idea, and I think a positive attitude is really good. I think I, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I was playing golf with a guy. See, I like this golf book because I can use the golf thing. So we're going to talk about golf all day, by the way. So I was playing golf uh, the other week with this guy, and uh, his name was Alan. So he's in this tournament. Now, if you don't know anything about golf, there's this thing called captain's choice where everybody gets to play the same ball, okay? So if you're a really bad golfer, it really doesn't matter. Does that make sense? You can actually have fun with this. So 
We're playing in this tournament, and this is a really big tournament. There's a lot of teams. I think we're 15 or 16 teams of four, which is a pretty big tournament. And so I, find, I wind up with this guy. He comes in from uh, Anderson, but he lives in Georgia, and he played at the University of Georgia. Okay, this is a D1 golfer. This guy, uh, I'm like, okay, I've, this is going to be cool. This is going to be cool. So I'm watching him. So he gets over and hits the ball. It is the most beautiful swing. I'm like, I work all my life and I cannot do this. That's what I was thinking. I cannot do this. And no lie, this is, you're going to love this. The first, so I'm in the middle of this, this guy and this other guy played in college. So I'm in the middle of this thing. I'm, I am what I consider the D player. Dumb. No, just, no, ABCD. Just down there. So, and I actually missed the ball the first time. I have never missed a ball in my life. I was trying to hit it over a tree. Well, that didn't work out so good. So here's what happens with Alan, this, this golfer from Georgia, can play. Oh, my gosh, he can play. So I'm, I'm doing this thing. So I walk up over to a putt, and I say, I can't make this putt. He said, that's half, I said, that's where you're wrong, Eddie. That's where you're wrong. He said, that's half the putt is thinking you can make it. So why would you think you can't make it? And I told him, I said, well, I've seen, my, I've seen myself putt. He said, not today. This is what he did. This is so crazy. He said, not today. You're going to make the putts, and I'm sending you positive ions right now. And I thought, so I just need a better attitude, and I will putt better. He said, half the putt is believing you can do it. Well, I did make some putts. He made a lot more than I did. He was, I'm like, I can't even, I can't even get in his world with this golf thing. So I'm wondering, I'm trying to figure this out. Maybe we just have the wrong attitude about our life. Maybe we just need to be more positive. Like, it's going to be all right. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, everything's going to work out. Everything does work out in the end. If you're a Christian, you just get to go to heaven. And so I don't know if that's the right attitude. So I don't know if having the right attitude, imagine having the right attitude and the right plan, but it still doesn't work out. There's something missing in this thing. There's got to be something missing. Because I think we just want to hope for the best, pray for the best. You know, here's a good prayer for you. God, just work it out. Amen. And we don't just sit back and just watch it happen. I think this is what we think. That God's going to like, he's this magic thing, this genie in heaven. And we just say, hey, God, I need, I need you to work us out. And I'm going to go watch TV. Oh, that's just beautiful. I need to lose 20 pounds. God, can you help me with that? Can you just magically make it go away? I have a real positive attitude about it. And I even had a plan at one time. Can you help me? I think it's really strange that we want the best life and we want our lives back. And it's going to take more than a positive attitude that I can do this. Because it's just not going to work. And so this is where the book comes in. This is where the Bible comes in in this thing called being undistracted, because I think distractions, basically, they detach us from reality, they detach us from the things we really want to do. If you'll pay attention to, and look at that, the things that you really want to do, you can't get to. Why is that? Is it because of distractions? And it is. And Jesus talks about this in just a minute. So let's look at attitude. Let's see if we just have the right attitude. Everything's going to work out. Just be positive. You don't really have to plan right? You don't have to really do nothing. That's kind of how we want it. So we want our life back. Listen up. I'm going to give you some stuff. Does that work? So attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling 
I know I felt really good about those putts. I really did. I didn't make them all, but I felt good about it. It's a feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. It reflects in your behavior, not just in your positive attitude and in your mind. It reflects something, something happens. If I'm going to have a life and I'm going to change my life, then something has got to happen with that. It can't be just I hope for the best and pray for the best. What are you doing with where you are right now? And it's really amazing, you know, some of you say you're just lost. I mean, you just don't know where you are. If you don't know where you're going, then how do you know you're lost? Have you ever thought about that? So there's got to be something, and it's not just a good feeling, and it's not just, you know, something you just think about. It's a behavior that changes. If I want to be and have my life back, then I'm going to have to figure out what that looks like. And that is very hard to do because you wear a lot of hats. Well, so Jesus gave us this thing. He said, I need to get you some stuff. I need to tell you what to do so that you'll know where the reference point is. So I don't think if you really know where your life is and you want it back, back to what? Where did you start? See, this is what most people fail to look at. It's like, there's got to be a reference point. It's like, this is what I wanted to do so you can go back to it. So Jesus gave us some stuff. Jesus is really, really good at keeping things on track. Even though you would look at and read all of the scripture, all the distractions and things that came around him, he was all about why he was here. And he wasn't going to get off that. And I'll tell you what he did at the end. I'll tell you what he did. So Jesus said this. It's not anything new, but it's a reference point. It's kind of a checklist for us. If I don't know, you know, where I'm, you know, I want my life back. I just want it back. What does that mean? I want my kids to get out of the house. I want my kids to leave me alone. I just want a new job. What, what, are, we, what are we saying when we want our life back? Maybe you're saying, I want to do some things that I'm really good at and I really want to do. I do everything I can around the house and everywhere I can when I get ready to work and everything like that so that, listen very carefully, I can play golf. Do you understand this is because I, that's like what I love to do, what I like to do. And then women, listen very carefully. Your men need to play. You haven't figured that out yet. You, listen, I don't care how old they are. They're a child. They still have childlike things they want to do. And most women's like, what do you want to, why do you want to do that? Because I'm a child and I want to play. My wife, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, I, you, I say, I want my life back. Listen to what I got this week. Here we go. I come back here from playing golf, and it is so hot, I'm not used to the heat. You know what I'm saying? But I will get there. I can't cut grass in it, but I can play golf in it. You understand how it works? So I come back in, I'm really tired, and I had to lay down like, what happened there? I'm a little dehydrated for sure. And so I lay down, and then my wife comes in the room, she says to me, she says, you know what you need to do? Listen, listen, everybody listen up. I actually got it recorded. I should just do that. She said... What you need to do is you need to get acclimated to the heat. So you need to play golf twice a week. You want me to do that again? For all the men that just, yeah, look at me. Men, okay? Like, what? What? Yeah, twice a week. And that's, so I'm going to go play today after we're done. I guess we better hurry real quick. So, um, so here's what he said. 
He said, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your passion, all your prayer, and your intelligence. Okay? If you're a smart man and woman, pay attention to this. Uh, This is the most important, the first on any list. This is the first thing you do. So he's giving you a list, a checklist of reference point to see, okay, how am I doing? Um, But there is a second to it alongside it. Love others as well as you, you love yourself. These two commandments are the pegs. They are the pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophets hang, hangs from them. It's like, let me imagine this. I have pegs, I have this pegboard I made to put all my hats on. Okay, why do I have 20 hats? I have no idea. Why do we have that many hats? Why do you have that many shoes? You want to go with that? So I'm trying to figure out what to do. So what he's saying is, out of all those 20 hats, Edward, Pick two and hang them on these pegs because that's your reference point. Love God and love people. Now, how does that translate into I want my life back? That's where we're going. So I take my two hats and say, okay, whatever's going on and whatever distraction came my way, I go back to the two pegs. There's that hat. Now, I have hats for everything. I have to cut grass in, a hat for the shop, a hat to crawl under the house with. It usually has webs, spider webs on. I mean... I don't know. My wife even gets one of my hats. We don't know why. We just grab a hat. You know, and it's all in front of the door, and I don't know what to do with them. But if you're going to have a life, listen very carefully, you, you probably just need to pick two, maybe three hats, and hang, and hang it on that. This is what he said. This is your reference point. You're still loving God. You're still loving people. Because you get all messed up thinking, I don't have a life. I want my life back. It's not like it was. Go back to your reference points and figure out and see what that is. So where do you hang your hat? So you want your life back, so where's your hat hanging now? Is it on the pegs or is it complete? You can't even find your hat. There's so much that happens in our life that distracts us and takes us away from what we really want to do and what we really should be doing. It's very hard to get back to it. But Jesus was very clear. He said, you you really can't. I'll just say it this way. You really can't do all things and everything. You just really can't do it all. And you're not going to have a life like that. Most of you are doing things you don't really want to do right now. You can't get to what you want to do because of all the other hats. And we'll talk about that. So we have to think about that as we get into this. If I want my life back and I want to be undistracted, so what's the one thing that you do? What's the the second thing you do? What's the third thing you do? And this is what I do. And this is how it works. Because most of you are doing more than you need to do. We got a checklist coming for that. So let's do this. Wise thinking leads to right living. That's, that's pretty good. But I don't know if, do we know what wise thinking is? Stupid thinking leads to wrong living. Now, he's not saying we're stupid. Okay, I mean, you, I'll let you work on that one. Okay, there's been those times in our life, and you all said this, what was I thinking? And you were not. You were not thinking. You see what I'm saying? The things that happened in your life, we can blame on everybody else, but you're the one that was there. You happened to be there when this thing went down, and you're saying to yourself, what was I thinking? Well, you wasn't thinking because you were distracted. If you had been paying attention this wouldn't have happened. That is, that's the way it works. If you've been paying attention, this wouldn't happen. This is what Bob Goff, I'm going to use Goff. I don't, I don't care. 
scoff. Here's what he says. Here's what he said that was really interesting. He says, I don't see the devil around every corner. Now, some of you do. God's got my, my tire today. He got my tire. I mean, the devil got my tire today. I mean, I can see that some of this will happen. But he says, I don't see the devil around every corner. He doesn't want to destroy you. Listen to this thought. Just a thought for you. Uh, that one, he doesn't want to destroy you. That's one and done. But he wants to distract you. If I really want to ruin your life, I'll just keep you from doing what you want to do. And how do I do that? I distract. That's how it works. I'll just take you away from the things. I'll put things in your life all the time. And I'll just keep you from moving and moving and moving. And I'll let you spin your wheels so much. And you'll just, you'll just be so tired and you'll get nothing done. And then you'll have that question. I want my life back. I want that statement. Excuse me. I want my life back. And how do I get it? That's what's going to happen. So it's better not to take you out. It's just better to keep you off purpose. So I'll throw as much stuff as I can in there. You talk about distractions. May for us is major distraction. Major graduation month. Party all the time. Everywhere we're going, there's a party going on. I'm doing scholarship stuff for faith. No, no, listen, nothing has been normal in a while. Do you feel it? So eventually... We keep saying this, eventually we say, one day it's going to get back to normal. You know, where do you live? What, what is that? Do you understand? So this is what I'm saying. So he's trying to say, it's not about taking you out. It's about distraction. Just keep you from doing what God wants you to do. Just keep you from doing what you're good at. Let's just keep you from doing anything that you like. Let's just do that. And then you can say, well, one day I'll have my life back. One day I'll get to do what I want to do. One day won't come unless somebody, it's not a positive thought. It's not, it's not even a plan. It's a physical moving of the body into something new. Actions will have to take place for it to happen. Or you just stay distracted. And we have so much distractions. We already know the social media thing. We already know the phones. Whatever, Netflix, last night I was trying to watch Netflix and Faith Friends came over. You can't get but three people on Netflix. Netflix. Does everybody know that? So my daughter calls me and says, Daddy, get off. I'm like, I have no life. I mean, my, I got an eight-year-old in charge of my life. She says, Daddy, get off. Mama's watching, you watching, and we're trying to watch. Get off. And, I, and I, you know what I did? I got off because I'm a good dad. I got voted dad of the year. In my, again, in my own thoughts, it's up there, isn't it? All right, here we go. The saying is, be where your feet are. You're going to love this. It's talking about being in the present moment. <laughs> so, can we, so some of you, let me say what's happening right now. Uh, some of you are maybe go to sleep on me because it's the only time you've rested all week. So try to hang in there with me. But let's just find out to figure out where we are right now. If we're going to be, be where your feet are, be in the moment, be in the, in the present and let's just try to figure out how's this looking. I got a plan for you. I have this friend. Uh, he's one of my 2 a.m. friends. I call him. His name is Mark Bagwell. And if he's watching, hello, Mark. He's a, well, he works with pastors all over the country. So he has stories and all that. But one day he came to me. He came to me. He says, I want to play golf. I want to learn to play golf. Listen to that word if you're a golfer. I want to learn to play golf. That means I have never played. I have some clubs somebody gave me. This is getting good, isn't it? It's just much better. 
And I'm out there, okay, so golf for me is fun, and I take it serious, and I, da, da, you know, so I want you to teach me. So I take him out. You know, there's about 14 clubs you're supposed to have in your bag. I have probably 20 just in case. You never know. You never know what's going on. So he walks out there, and he, we start playing with first nine holes, and it was exhausting. I've never seen anything like it. You understand what I'm talking about? If you've been out there on Saturday, like on weekend golfers, it's like it's army golf, right, left, right, left, right. That's what happened. And so they're in the trees. You just, if, if you're going to play with somebody who's never played, bring a lot of golf balls. That's number one. I'm just giving you some help. If you're going to teach somebody, bring a lot of golf balls. So I said, okay. I said, this isn't working. Now, remember, be, be where your feet are. This is a good thing for a golfer, to, and maybe this will help you. So what I decided to do, I said, we're going to shrink your feet in. You know, you ever seen them on TV and everybody's like, coming back here and like, you can't do that. You can't hit a golf ball like that. You can't do it. So I moved his feet in and I said, we're going to just hit three clubs all day. Three clubs. And I'll tell you, after about a year working with him, he's shooting in the upper 80s and he was using three clubs. And one of the things that you need to think about that nobody can hit 14 clubs. Pro golfers, they can't hit them all either. So why do you think you can? And this is, and Mark told me, he said, what happened is when I eliminated all the thought I had to hit other clubs except for three, it changed everything. It's the same way for you. If you don't eliminate some things out of your life, you can't hit 14 clubs. And the other thing with Mark, he wants to tell stories on the golf course. I'm like, wow. He's over here talking. I'm trying to put. He's like, hey, you wouldn't believe what this pastor told me. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> because it's, and you know, listen, it's a good thing. What happens? Be careful here. You got too many clubs and you got too many good things that keep you from doing what you want to do. Isn't that just a crazy thought? There's a distraction for you. I told him, I said, don't talk to me until after nine holes. We'll talk in the clubhouse. I said, right now it's about golf. And so this is what I'm saying. Be, you know, be where your feet are. To distract is to d- detach. This is, what, this is what it does for you. You ever been, I've been at the table with some 20-year-olds, and everybody's got an iPhone, and nobody's talking to me. They're not, I mean, they're not talking to me. I'm sure it's important. I mean, Amazon came out with something else. I'm sure it's important, important, you know. I'm just telling you, distractions are to detach you, and it detaches. Listen, very careful. This is what has happened to us. This is why you want your life back. You, de- you lose your relationships. Do you understand? You lose yourself and all the social media and the things you really want to do. It's almost like you're addicted to something that you didn't want to be addicted to, and the Bible says to not, not let that happen. Who's in charge is what he's trying to say. When you're distracted this much, you get detached from everything and everybody. And COVID didn't help it. It was on the way. So I got, you, got, you know, are we, where, are we present or we're like floating around detached somewhere because of all the distractions? And it's, you got to pick out, you got to figure out what hat you're going to wear. You got to figure out what club you're going to hit. And when you get in the game, stay in the game. You understand? Okay, we're playing golf. We're not saving the world right now. That's what I have to tell Mark. We're not saving the world. Not today. We're playing golf. I know that sounds terrible, but I'm saying a lot of great good things will keep you from having your life. 
and it happens all the time. So you got to be careful. I'm going to show you this. It's called Gumps, real quick. My brother is the most talented person, Cox family member ever, and he's at the beach right now. I hope you have a great time. So we're going to pray it doesn't rain. I hope it doesn't rain. I hope the lines aren't long. I hope the food doesn't cost much. Do y'all like that? Is that positive or what? See how positive this works? Well, Brian is the most talented. <laughs> he's going to kill me. Robert, you see, he's going to kill me. When he gets, he's going to kill me. So, uh, but I'm playing golf, and he's not. He's throwing it out. So Gumps, Brian's an airplane pilot also. He can fly an airplane. Did y'all know that? He just like to do all kinds. Of, he can do everything. He can play music. He can write music. He can play golf. He can play basketball. You know, this is why I tried to kill him when he was little. So that's a long story. He, he lived, by the way. I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with it, really. So he does, this is the Gumps. Gumps is a checklist for airplane pilots. It's a, it's a checklist. Okay, how am I doing? And, I, and it's, you go through the list before anything happens. So let me go through the list. It's like a checklist. Let's see if you can do that. Um, uh, here we go. Gas is what fuels you. And I was going to put this up there, but I know this is bad. So I was going to say, what gives you gas? But that was bad, wasn't it? That was bad. See what I'm saying there? What I'm asking you is, what do you like to do? What gives you energy in life? What is it when you say, I don't have my life, then I want my life? I want it back. What is, then tell me what that is. If you're going to get an airplane, you better have gas. You better check it. Make sure the fuel is there. This is part of the checklist before you fly. Undercarriage, have you checked everything? Do you know where you are? Do you know? Have you checked everything? Are you sure you're off course? Are you sure? See, this is one of the things I have to do is, as they're coming in. Are the wheels down? Did we pay attention enough for the wheels to be down? Or are we so distracted we're not paying attention? So if you're off course, how do you know if you've never been on course? How do you know you're lost if you didn't know where you were to begin with? See, this is the part of this checklist that Jesus was talking about. I'll show you his checklist real quick in just a minute. Uh, mixture, are you running lean? You got to check the mixture in the, in the engine. Got to make sure you're not running hot. You don't want to blow a gasket up there, you know? I think some of you are running hot. This is why you say to me, I want my life back because you're running hot. You're, you're doing things. You've got so many hats and so many golf clubs swinging everywhere. I'm surprised you ain't hurt somebody yet besides yourself. And so Jesus is trying to tell us to eliminate some of these things. You only really have two pegs, maybe three pegs to hang your hat on. You need to pay attention to that. And you need to make sure the mixture isn't, you know, isn't too lean. And some of you are either running lean or running hot. You have to figure out. I don't know if you know how, what's happening. This is why there's a checklist. If you're going to fly an airplane, I want, I want you to know what you're doing. If you're going to have the best life, I want you to know what you're doing. So that's what I'm talking about. Propeller. Brian talks about this. It's kind of like they bend the propellers back as they're coming in. And it, as they're coming in, then they just kind of, it feels like, I know if you've been on an airplane, it feels like you're not moving, doesn't it? So they, they slow this thing down, and it's, it's almost like you're in a holding pattern. And see, what happens, you have to look, you have to look at your, and figure out your own life. Is that where I am right now? Because it feels like I'm moving a lot. 
Does it not? It feels like I'm really moving. I'm going really fast. I'm spinning everywhere, and I'm getting nothing done. And then you say, I want my life back. So where are you? If you're in a holding pattern, you need to look around and figure out why you're still there. Most of you don't feel that way. Most of you are still running high. And seatbelts. This is really strange. But it's on the checklist of, and, and gums. It's on the checklist. Make sure you buckle your seatbelt. If you're going to go for a ride, you need to get locked in. And here's what I would say with, with this thing that we're talking about. This is something you need to know. If you're going to figure out what the best life is for you, then you need to lock into it. You need, to, you need to throw some hats, take some hats off, put some clubs up, and you need to figure out. The idea is to enjoy it. That's what Mark told me about his playing golf. He said, the idea is I wasn't enjoying golf. Now I am, but I'm only using three clubs. How much better is that than then swinging everything and not having fun? So that's what I'm saying. So we got to look at where we are when it comes to this mixture, when it comes to the seatbelts. Are we going to lock into what? What's happening? Do we know what actually fuels us? Do you really know what those things are? This is where Jesus said, this is where it all needs to come to the top. These are the pegs I'm telling you, you need to work on. You know, love God, love people. Those are the two pegs. That's the standard pegs for Christians. This is a standard peg. What else after that are you going to hang your hats on? What do you want to do is what this whole series is about. Series is about when it comes to your purpose. What do you want to do? Distractions only serve to detach us from the things we really want to do and the person we really want to be? That would be a really good question. Almost done, by the way. But this would be a really good question. Are you who you want to be? Are you happy with you? This is exactly what I, I was looking forward to when I got older. This is it. Can you say that? Some people can. But I can tell you they don't wear 20 hats. They don't swing 14 golf clubs. I'm going to try not to do as much today myself. But I'm trying to look at, is this what God intended me to be? Is this the purpose he wanted for my life? Is there too many distractions in my life that I need to get rid of? I find myself, my wife and I find ourselves getting rid of stuff in our house. As we get older, I'm like, why do we have that? And, you know, I, I got those hats. Let me tell you about the hats. The hats are like friends. They're like little friends, and they're so hard to get rid of. But I can't wear them all. They, they, they wear me out trying to wear all the hats. So you have to figure out what's the most important. Where's the pegs? Where's the hats? What you want to do, and you get your life back. What was you doing before that you liked that you can't do now? You have to think about that. So let me give you a couple of things, and I'm going to tell you what Jesus did, Okay. How do I get my life back? Uh, take off some hats. You got, you're doing, too, I, I'm just telling you, you're doing too much. You're going to have to slow it down a little bit. You're just doing too much. If you want your life back, you got to figure out what you, give something away. I mean, if, you, if it's stressing you out because it's sitting in your yard, just do something with it. Because he feels, does it feel like we have to take care of everything? I have, to, I, have to, I have this, and I have that, and I got to put taxes on that. I got to watch that. I got to watch that. I don't use it but once a year, and I got to watch it. I'm just telling you, you're going to need to eliminate some of the hats. Uh, check your fuel. See what you like. 
Check your fuel. What's, what do you like to do? I, I've got so many things I do like. I do like to play golf. I do like to work in a wood, wood shop. I get to make things. My wife and I, we get to sit down on the, back, on the porch back there and look at the birds. Because I'm older now, we're starting to nest. Do you like that? That's good with it. I'm just telling you, what do you like? What gives you the fuel? What do you like? And then you thin out the mixture. You, need, you can't be running hot. Most of you just run to fire, to fire, to fire, to fire. You got, you need to just, you're not going to have a life like that. So what did Jesus say? You want to hear it? I'm going to tell you exactly his peg, okay, what he hung his hat on and what he said he was going to do, and this is it. This is it. Here's what it was. He said, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. There's my hat. Is the thing's going to happen? Yeah, we're going to have, there's going to be people distracted. Yeah, people are going to die. Yes, this is going to happen. Disease is going to happen. All these things are going to happen, but my hat's here. Because you are the fuel. You see what happened? You're the fuel for what Jesus did. We are that fuel. That's why he did what he did. And that's where he hung his hat. I don't know how many things you can you know, hang your hat on, but I, if, I don't know how good you are at it. But you get too much, it's going to distract you from things you want to be and the person you want to be. So Jesus said, hang it on this, and this will change your world. All right, let me pray for you guys. Father, thank you. You just make it pretty clear that we're going to do the things that we need to do and what we should do. It isn't a lot. I'm so grateful that you gave us what you gave us. I'm so grateful for what you, you did for us. I'm glad you didn't get too distracted from the mission and why you were here. I pray for everybody in this room and everybody in Greenville watching online, everyone here, that we will figure out a way to get back to where we were so we can have a life and whatever that looks like. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.